Welcome to the Three Tomatoes Happy Hour, and we do love happy hour and the clinking of glasses and cheers to all you fabulous women who are fully living your lives at every age and every stage. And here's the best news, every hour is happy hour. So whether you clink cheers with your coffee mug or your afternoon cappuccino, remember as the song says, it's five o'clock somewhere. Join us for some grown-up fun, interesting and stimulating conversations that will motivate, inspire, or just make you laugh. And for more grown-up fun, visit our website, The Three Tomatoes, and the three is spelled out, and sign up for our newsletters. Now sit back and relax and enjoy the episode. Greetings, tomatoes. I'm Cheryl Benton, your host of this Happy Hour podcast. And if you're an entrepreneur or a budding entrepreneur, a pet lover, or you just love hearing success stories, this episode is for you. My guest is Gail Martz, who is the founder of the Sherpa Pet Bag. And if you've ever traveled with your pet on a plane, you have Gail to thank. In her new book, It's In the Bag, How to Turn a Passion into a Business, she shares her really extraordinary and inspiring story. And the book is available as a paperback, as an ebook, and as an audiobook. And we're so excited about the audiobook part because that was produced by the Three Tomatoes Book Publishing and narrated by my business partner, Valerie Smalldown. So welcome, Gail. I'm so excited to do the podcast with you. As am I, Cheryl. Thank you for this great opportunity. It's my pleasure. Well, I just, you're, as I said, your book is so inspiring and it's really, for anyone who has an idea and is thinking in, in, in starting a business, you just have so many incredible uh, lessons for people, but there's just and life lessons. There's just so much going on. So let's get started with it. So as I said, it really is a remarkable story and it starts in the depths of despair when you were furloughed from a job that you loved as a flight attendant for TWA, or although in those days, I guess you were called hostesses, right? And shortly after that, your fiance died of a massive heart attack and you were suddenly jobless, broke and homeless. But the saving grace was that you had recently adopted a puppy called Sherpa and your amazing mother came to the rescue. And it was really out of that, as you describe it, out of that very dark time that the big idea for what was to become your 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 business actually started to formulate. So tell us a little bit about that and how the idea first came about. I had a dream. <laughs> I really had a dream. And I I dreamt about this bag. But prior to that dream, I had researched uh, the market because I had gotten Sherpa the dog. She was a Lhasa Opso, and she was being carried around in my tote bag. And the tote bag, which was very nice, was not ventilated, did not have the safety features for a pet. And I just loved bags. So I, I thought there had to be a better way. So that was the idea when I was living in New York City, I take Sherpa for her walks, or maybe we weren't gonna go for a walk, she'd go into this tote bag and it just wasn't the right 
type of a bag for a pet. So I'm thinking there has to be a better way. And I had started researching the market at that time to see, does anybody have a better way? And it was uh, this a void that I found there was no pet carrier, pet tote, pet bag for a pet that was well ventilated, that had all the features that were necessary. And that's really where my thinking was going. And then after having that tragedy, when you had mentioned no home, no money and no job, uh, Connie, my mother, uh, because she's my business partner, mother, and uh, best friend. She <laughs> turned to Connie, and uh, she came back to New York, and we drove cross-country uh, back to California, where I had continued to research more on the availability of the perfect pet carrier. So there wasn't one. And then I kept thinking and thinking, more about it. And when you can't stop thinking about something, it takes over your mind, you know, and it's like, how could I do this? And so anyway, there I was in California. And then I did get called back to the airlines. And so when I got called back to the airlines, which really was my totally living life experience, because I would fly New York, Paris, shop the market, see what was happening in the world of fashion. I'd fly to Italy, shop the market, see what was happening in the world of passion, uh, fashion. And was there a pet carrier? Nothing. So anyway, I previously had worked in the handbag industry as a photographer for Long Van Valentino and top brands. So I knew what a bag would look like, and I had seen what was happening in the world. And so I spoke to the president of the Handbag Association, my boss, and uh, I asked him, where can I go to have this bag made? This is what I would require in a detail-oriented bag. So he was the one that said, Korea, gave me the name of the best detail-oriented manufacturer. And because I worked for the airlines at the time, you pay nothing to get on a plane. So we're going back, you know, what, 32 years now, 33 years now, <laughs> where it's a lot different than it is today. Whereas I'm dating myself, it's not important, but it was a lot different. But there I was on a plane to Korea. And I worked with the manufacturer and I came up with, I already knew exactly what I needed regarding the safety features, the ventilation, the design, the dimensions, everything that I needed, I already had written down. So when you see that big pile of papers that I have, every closet I have is loaded with uh, notebooks and files and different things pertaining all to my life and the business life as well. So well, you, you've, you've said so many interesting things right now. And I just I want to um, go back to a couple of them, because I think for anyone listening right now who has an idea and a lot of people have ideas for business, we all hear them all the time or have an idea to do this or an idea to do that. But I, I want everyone to he think again about what you said, because you did two very important things in the beginning. First of all, 
you determined that there was a need for this product and you already knew that from your own personal experience and I think also the years of you know being being a, a flight attendant too and then the second thing you did was you really did your homework to see if anything else was out there and that is so important people because there are so many times I hear people want to start something and they haven't done those two basic things so that was really key and then the other thing oh I'm sorry and then I'll let you comment the other no, thing no, too I'm just commenting on it's imperative so when you break it down one by one like you're doing that's a much better format and it is imperative you do the research absolutely and then the other thing which you've also brought out because I think when people first hear your story it's like well how did she go from being you know a flight intended to creating this global brand well the fact was and you just named it you had some really important a really important set of skills that helped you do this you had been a photographer which you could talk about how that that helped you with the business you knew the handbag business you knew what was in the marketplace obviously you're very detailed oriented later you would get into sales I'm sure a lot of that came from your uh, you know, your hostess background and, and dealing with people. So I think that's another really important thing that a lot of people don't think about. And a lot of women very often they get to sort of that next act and they're trying to figure out what they want to do. And they're like, well, I don't know. I always did this and, and I don't know how to do anything else. But actually, if they really sit and take inventory, I'm sure they will, they might not be your skills, but they will find a set of skills that they probably could put towards a big idea. So I just wanted to come back to that because I think it's so important what you did and for people to understand that that was such a key part of your success. Exactly. And uh, as we start with what I had been doing since I was very young was photography, you know, and we go back always to the same thing of doing what you love, you know, doing what you love that can help to make a difference in the world. But I loved photography. So I had taken classes, I'd gone to school for that. I had a camera with me at all times. And uh, that was one skill, a talent that I had. And then you keep looking at how you can progress and develop that talent that is necessary for you as a person and for you and your business. So that was imperative. And then when you mentioned the background, uh, having been, yes, a hostess, a flight attendant, at the time, only the hard plastic carriers were allowed on some airlines and the hard plastic carrier was uh, I began my business as marketing myself uh, as the alternative to the hard plastic carrier. So people would kind of get an idea because back then they didn't understand that this was really the safest and the most comfortable way for a pet. And they could turn up, stand around, be comfortable in a soft-sided pet carrier as opposed to being in a hard plastic carrier so it worked two ways with yeah. that evolution as i had uh when you look again into luggage and different things having been in the luggage industry as well photography uh 
it was where there was this change from hard luggage over to soft luggage. So why couldn't we do something that would be soft, comfortable and stylish for the pet? And so, yeah, and what what you did was so revolutionary. It's it's it, it, it's quite well, extraordinary. It's like it's like well, the the dog. So Sherpa the dog came first, and then you know there was that void. Okay, so first you have to go. You know what what is it that I really need? And I needed a product, and then the service that I needed to provide was a service to educate and make people aware of how they could do this and where right. again a picture is worth a thousand words you know i have right beside me all my photos all my things that i did and with sherpa the best model and so she could show people and that really made a huge huge difference exactly and and i love your descriptions too in the book about your early days of building the company and with the exception of the finances which your mother handled for you you were doing everything and i know that's true for a lot of entrepreneurs i mean i know i kind of feel like the you know the cook and the bottle washer too but some of the things you were doing i mean required so everything from let's talk about some of the things going into sales and department stores and having to educate them i love how you even even rented the truck to to bring the products to the store so share some of that that was that was very funny actually well actually it is very funny how low can you go but you know i was very grateful because when i said i had no home no money no job i had fabulous friends so sherpa the dog and i could stay over at their house it was great to be with them you know and that was my life then and it was like okay well there's still my most wonderful friends and and when we talk about all these different things and moving on in life everyone helped me so there i had begun with the original sherpa bag in black because black is the most popular color, a medium size. And at that time uh, in Korea with this manufacturer, the minimum was the minimum amount of bags I had to produce was 1200 pieces. So there's always a minimum order. And you don't know that until you should know that before you're on a plane to find out, you know, what, <laughs> what you're going to be doing. Right. <laughs> Anyway, and then you have to make sure before you do anything that the person that you're working with has all of the recommendations, the expertise, and can really be the detail-oriented that you need in whatever it is that you're going to be doing, service, product. So it's always, you know, a consultant, somebody to help you, or, you know, what are their qualifications? Who have they worked with? What have they done? So that's so key to knowing uh, who your consultants, manufacturers, anyone is going to be. So, and now we have all of this social media. You can check it out on, you know, any, just Google, Safari, uh, Alexa, anything that you need, you know, you just write it in there and it comes back with an answer for you. Exactly. So I know, you know, eventually you had employees to do a lot of these things, but I know you also say that it was really, 
um, such a benefit for you because you had actually done these things. So you knew what needed oh. to be done to explain yes. it to an employee, right? Well, yes, but the employee didn't happen for quite some time. I had to rant the story I think you're referring to was the 1995 uh, <laughs> U-Haul You think it's 1995. So I had to get to this no frills warehouse up uh, in New York City in Queens. And so to pick up my bags and do what I had to do. So here I was in the uh, renting the res reservation renting the 1995 truck and then sherpa was with me and we would go and load this u-haul truck up with the boxes i didn't have any help it really was wow. no frills and and then i would uh drive from store to store in new york city and uh it, it was I was my own pickup delivery and uh, salesperson with that. But uh, there I was. And it, I, I, I just can picture visualize that in my mind with Sherpa being next to me in the seat. Now, I have to tell you also, at that time, they didn't have seatbelts in cars. So, I mean, we're far away from that time because now everyone is required to be seat belted in or there's a ticket for you right there. So anyway, it's very important uh, when you're driving in cars and trucks and all of that, <clears throat> that the pet is segueing into another uh, topic, seat belted into the seat because you don't want them hanging their head out the window or falling out the window or any of the things I've seen happen. And it's all about safety now. So if the pet is seat belted, they could be the largest dog, but they can be seat belted in because now in this day and age, you have many restraints, many things that big dogs can use. And we want to mention cats too, because cats were are 50% of the market. So what are we talking about? A cat, a dog, you know, and it was um, also it was about getting on a plane. That was the first market that had the big void. And then I had gotten a, a phone call one day that was a great phone call from Detroit. And it was one of the car manufacturer uh, suppliers and they were addressing the pet occupant safety. So it was great. Here are, is the whole market for airplanes, which is very, very minuscule and small. But it was my first big hurdle I had to get over because I, I had to, after I'd done all the design, the pricing, everything that comes into uh, doing a product, which Cheryl, now that you're sitting uh, right there, nobody else can see this, but you want to have every single thing that you're doing documented. We have all the computers now and programs that do those things. Every single thing must be in any one of those many computer programs. But I just love when I go through this book where it's all penciled in by my mother 
and uh, well, then I would do the uh, the stores that I had. So if you don't keep track of things, if your financial house is not in order and your inventory control is not in order, you're really not doing anything to build your business successfully. So it doesn't matter that way back then everything was handwritten in because it makes me so excited to look <laughs> at this book today and see how we did it then. And my mother, Connie, the bookkeeper accounting uh, financial person was the one who would give me these lessons. And, you know, I just hated those lessons because I'm not a financial person, but I had to learn and I had to do it and I did it. So I, I did that and I, I made sure to document every single thing, date, every single thing, page number, every single thing. And the biggest thing too is, Make sure you put the date in the year because you know when you go back from to 33 years ago well connie said but you don't have the year we don't have the year you know we have to just kind of fonder around with what it is so it's really important that everything is totally detailed yeah and it's so great that you have that kind of record to look back on too and you know your early successes are so impressive because obviously you're a great salesperson because you walked into some of the luxury department stores yeah and usually and you always had sherpa with you as your little demo dog with the case so they understood and i'm sure once people saw it then they got it uh but you were very successful getting into places right like Saks fifth avenue harrods in london right exactly. uh, yeah so that was really a, a testament to your sales ability too and in, in addition to your being able to drive a u-haul truck <laughs> Uh, well, and deliver the product too. That wasn't a big thrill. I kept bumping into the curbs and doing everything else in the beginning, but I did learn. <laughs> so after though, you were starting to take off of these high-end stores, but then you really had your next big hurdle. And that, because that was around your mission that people would be able to fly with their pets. And that was the challenge of, and at that time, pets were not allowed on airlines. And that was the challenge of, how do you get airlines to change their policies? So talk a little bit about how the heck you made that happen, because that to most people would have seemed like the impossible, really. Yeah, a lot of people say to me, well, way back then, they thought I knew who I was going to or who I was seeing, but I didn't know anyone uh, that was within the realm of who I had to speak to. And, uh, the airline that I worked for was not the airline I began with. I began with American airlines and I, uh, needed to get to the right people that were involved with the different, all the different facets of everything involved, uh, with getting a pet on board a plane. And it starts when you make a reservation, make a reservation for your pet. Okay, well, that's one thing. So then you've got a seat on board an airplane. You'll, then there's also the in-flight people. Now the in-flight people would need to know about this as well, because if this woman came walking on the plane and had a pet in a bag, how would they know unless it's documented in the computer with a bulletin that said, for example, uh, the Sherpa bag is the only soft 
sided pet carrier approved for carry on on board. It is identified by Sherpa zipper pulls. Now that was a key factor because people were starting to see uh, what was happening and people at that point and, and in the same area or arena we have today, they, they copy things, you know, they don't do the work that is required or have a great idea and know how to lay the foundation and sales and, and whatever. They just copy the idea that goes on all the time. So it was uh, imperative that each computer at each airlines had that information in so that everyone could see when you're making a reservation, when you're getting uh, to the airport, you're dealing with the people on the ground, then you're dealing with the flight attendants in the air. And I think one of the biggest accomplishments was uh, giving you an example of Delta Airlines because it was uh, my last airlines, major airlines to change the policy on. And I didn't know how I was going to do it. I didn't know anyone again. And everyone, because I was my own 800 number, so I knew what people needed. And that's very important too. you know, get one of these 800 numbers because you need to talk to people and you need to educate them. And I uh, would listen to what people would have to say, then they would write to me. And, and so I had gotten the policy changed on other airlines, but people wanted to go on Delta. It was the only way they could get from A to B at that time. And so I, I had a great idea on uh, Secretary's Day. It just came up that day. Oh, today they say it's like, oh, it's National Friendship Day or it's whatever day it is. But that happened to be Secretary's Day. So I managed to figure it out, called the secretary to the president of Delta Airlines. And, and then I told her my story. She was so kind, so caring, so wonderful. And the next day I had a call from Delta Airlines, the people that I would need to be speaking with, and they set up a time for me to come to Atlanta, Georgia, meet with the whole team and talk to them about the Sherpa bag and why it was important for them to change their policy regarding pets on board. So I had that meeting. I, I had arranged for that meeting. I was a little nervous and uh, Sherpa was always my companion dog. You know, that would really be helpful because you know what it is to have a dog and how much of the joy <laughs> that they give you, how much you talk to them and you could tell them stories. They don't have to answer, but it, anyway, it's like she was always there. And so there I am, and I, I, I'll never forget that day. And I'm, it was a three-hour meeting, and there's Sherpa in the center of the table in her Sherpa bag, all the people around this big, huge conference table. And then, you know, three hours into the meeting, then Sherpa just gets up, looks at everybody, walks a little bit out of the bag, 
turns around, goes back in the bag. And then I said, and that is Sherpa. And that, that was really like, she couldn't have done it at a better time. She demonstrated to everyone, well, okay, you know, I could be quiet, I could be nice, I could be sitting here doing this, because she was trained. And uh, she was trained to be photographed. So she knew that she had to stay still. <laughs> right. <laughs> No, but she was trained to do that. And so anyway, that was a very, very, very successful meeting. Okay, that's great. I met with all the proper people. Now I have to speak with them about pricing. So when you're dealing with money, sometimes I didn't know how to ask for money at that time. I didn't know how to, uh, I, I did know what my price had to be. I started at this price. I had a 65% margin at that time and which was really great. And so, but I had to deal with each airline individually on pricing. And when I'm dealing with Delta, it was like, well, they kept going back and forth and back and forth on the pricing. And I said, okay, how low can I go? You know, how low can I go? And, and this was pricing for them to buy the bags with their names on them, right? Was that? Right. Yeah. So the, uh, because I had come up with the idea to make it really personalized to them and I created the uh delta deluxe pet carrier by sherpa yes that so, was really smart yeah so it had their name on it and then that went into the computer system as well but so anyway then you know you figure out yes okay here's the design this is what we're going to do and make it different than the other bags that I had done because I'm doing this particular bag for Delta Airlines. I want it to be different than the bag I did for American, the bag I did for uh, Petco, PetSmart, the largest superstores of pet products, and it had to be different. So that was a very successful meeting. And when we got to the pricing, I said, okay, well, I could go as low as this price. And I decided uh, that's as low as I can go. So that's how we set up the pricing with them. It's just, it, it's such a, a great story to hear how, how you did all of this. And it was so interesting too, and you kind of touched on it, but you talked about it more in the book too. It wasn't just enough to have an airline change the policy. Everyone along the line had to understand what that meant. And you actually went in and did a lot of training with different people within the airlines as well. So they understood, you know, what was what was involved. Each one. And to this day, well, not lately, because, you know, I haven't been flying like I was doing before. But to, but to this day, I would be at the check in. And so here we are at the check-in. So you're dealing with the people where you're going to check in. Well, I check in all my overweight luggage. You know, that it's just bordering on the exact weight I can have. And, and then after having made the reservation for the pet, you know, it's like I have to pay the pet fee, which it's 125 now to travel domestically. It's 200 to travel overseas with a pet in cabin. But I think you have to look at the current state of affairs and where we are in the world and also what's happening with the airline industry. And, and maybe the best thing to think about for the majority of people is traveling by car. 
Right. And, you know, where are we going to go? What are we going to do? And then I, I think the biggest point to touch on, yes, the plane, yes, the car. The most important thing the Sherpa bag does is to provide safety at home. And the majority of your time is spent in your own home. And so many people, they just don't think about it. They only associate it with getting on an airplane. No, getting in a car. Yes, but being at home, the majority of your time is spent there. Now, Cheryl, you were in New York City at 9-11, as was I. And so what are we dealing with? Safety. We didn't know what was going to happen. Exactly. And I was on the 20-something floor, and I had two bags, Sherpa bags, at the door, everything ready, because there were, we after that 9-11, we didn't know what was going to happen the next day. We expected more things to keep happening. It was very scary. And so, but be prepared. That's the key for everyone to be prepared. Because when you look at, if you turn on your TV and you see all these fires that are blazing all over California. Exactly. And it's like, what did they have to do? They had to evacuate or go to what we see in Germany where they had all of the floods or you see another place where they have this. But uh, emergencies happen, situations change, buildings collapse, other things happen. And so you want to be prepared uh, for your and speak. It's such a good point because uh, it's very frightening to think if you had to leave your home quickly under some emergency circumstance how you get your pets and your animals out so that's and, and that should be the first thing that you think about and and what i'm we'll just put this in as well because it's very 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 important accidents do happen in the home and when an accident happens at 11 p.m at night with a pet where is the urgent care veterinarian located that's Mm. open 24 hours a day i think that is so important to know if you have small pets or large pets because accidents do happen and they happen at times you don't expect them that's why it's an accident so i had that situation as well and i uh, was grateful i had one of my best friends with me and um, where am I going to go? You know, I don't know where to go. And so you better be prepared for that and know where you are going to go when and if an accident happens. So that's where the, again, the smaller pets, which the majority, you know, when we take the statistics and the numbers and things of the small cats and dogs are the smaller pets. So you really want to speak for the pet and find out all of those things for them. Well, those are such great tips. And and I was talking to you earlier, and I think people listening will be who get the Three Tomatoes newsletters will be happy to know that I've convinced Gail that she needs to write an article for us or two or three on uh, pet safety, which would be terrific because you brought up so many things just listening to you right now that many of us just don't think about until you know, the crisis, the crisis arrives. So before we, before we leave, I just want to close out. Well, first of all, I just want to say thank you for being you, number one. Thank you for writing the book. 
which, as I said, there's just, it's such a great book on so many levels. Uh, it's part memoir. It's it's a master class in building a business. Um, so before we go, oh, and I was going to say, I know you've you've got a little some hints in that book, but I know you have another book <laughs> coming oh, after yeah. this one too, right? Oh, absolutely, because this book has you know it's been so long in the making, and when I look back at my files of uh, documents and and things that I had written, I just keep compiling, and I have everything in categories. So the book. You know this book okay or the book before no pet left behind but the next book will cover the other things it's out of the bag you think it's in the bag and like this deal we're talking about business as well right when you think something is so truly in the bag in a deal and it's not it's not at all and what did you do to guarantee it would be and how did you prepare for that and then in in the book it's in the bag it's uh the story of sherpa as well but it's being always being prepared and it's in the bag is what you think it might be but the next book is it's out of the bag because that always happens as well well i'm going to look forward to that and as i said as i, as I was going through this one again i'm like there's more stories to tell here <laughs> she has more advice to share yes, so before we leave two things one what would be your maybe quickly your top three pieces of advice to anyone with an idea thinking of turning it into a business number one you must do your market research it's a global marketplace so you want to research the globe and it's very easy to do i'm sitting with two computers here two iphones three iphones here and you know everything can be working productively for you on the computer to find these things the uh trade shows are now uh pretty much have been being uh conducted virtually you can go on and find what trade show is pertaining to the market you want to get into now it might not be happening in person but they will have a virtual platform for you so research what it is in the market you want to go into so your great idea you want to do something that i think helps truly to make a difference in the world whereas in my idea it was the world of uh, the small dogs and cats and the people that could take them with them one day, wherever they go. So that was how that idea began. But research whatever you're doing. You can do it online now. It's it's pretty easy. Well, that is really wonderful advice. So this time just flew by. <laughs> oh, speaking of flying. You know, oh, flying and flying. So I just, I can't thank you enough. You've shared so much great information and everyone needs to get the book. It's in the bag because as I said at the start, you will, first of all, you, were, you will really just enjoy the story but you will also get so much great information if you're looking to start a business. You'll get some of Gail's tips on safety for your animals. She also talks about animal welfare, which is an area that I know you're very involved in as an advocate. So um, it's an important book. So thank you for joining us. People can find out more at gailmarts.com, which we'll put in the show notes. 
Um, and the book's available on Amazon and um, go yeah. get it. We have to, we have, and for Valerie, you know, Valerie Small Dome, when I would listen to her read the book, I would relive everything she was telling me. She is excellent above and beyond. So I, I really, I suggest that as well. It's great. Exactly. Yeah. It's a great, it's a great video. Uh, it's a great audio experience. And Valerie did a beautiful job. Um, narrowing the story so it's a great thing pop in your earbuds take the story with you <laughs> whether you're flying you're in the car you can listen as you're walking so again gail thank you this has been delightful i really really appreciate it thank you cheryl my delight it's my pleasure okay